sport is to play i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um to play my favorite sport is badminton bitch that is somehow the thing that i expected you least to say and yet completely (laughs) unsurprising (laughs) all right here's the thing the best sport though is baseball because the outfits are cute end of story yes that's true that is absolutely Uh correct baseball is the best sport because of the outfits and because all the, the baseball outs, uh, uh, fucking baseball episodes. Yep. That one scene the in Twilight, ones. the best, the, the only good scene in Twilight. Oh, what a good goddamn scene! One of the one of these days, we talking about that on this show. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hundo. Um, well. But badminton is fun because it's like tennis, except you have more time to react. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, baseball is the only sport that I've ever cared about. Like, I kind of want to get into baseball a little bit more, but, like, at the worst time, because no baseball is happening right now. Yeah. Um, but, like, what a weird thought to be having in the middle of quarantine as someone who has never to be in, never been into sports, to be (laughs) like, you know what? Now, now is the time when I want to get into baseball. Yep. Um, I also have a lot of respect for soccer. I don't know why soccer in particular. I mean, I'd say it's pretty dang hard to move a ball with your feet. Yeah. It's, that's technique. I mean, that's that, that feels like... Because, like, football is just people hitting each other. Like, yeah. it's it's not really... It's like some people outside of the field do a lot of math. And then the people inside of the field are just hitting each other. Hup, 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 hup. I uh, like all the stupid words they use. Yeah, it's uh, football is bullshit. Football is full bullshit. To me, here's okay. To me, sports should be generally like no or limited contact, unless it's like f- like fighting. Is if it's like one on one fighting, obviously you have to have contact. But yeah, or not even. I agree. The swords, but stop putting yourself in danger for a game right and also the whole paradoxical thing about how helmets actually helmets in football actually increased uh concussions oof i don't know about that because like i don't know because i guess you hit your head in there uh more because there's something to hit your head against um oh and also like and the uh right there's the other thing of like the psychological thing of like well, you, there's a layer of protection so you can hit harder. Yeah. Which is a, which happened in boxing as well with uh when we switched from bare knuckle boxing to uh to punching gloves, boxing gloves. Uh I I I remember reading that 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 was a thing of uh of like increased injuries. Dang, that's interesting. That reminds me of my niece who was just born a couple months ago and uh, she has to wear a helmet all the time because her head was a little misshapen um, mm. and it has to grow into it. And so her parents are really afraid 
of taking it off because she's so used to just banging her head all the time and not get it, understanding pain from it. So they're afraid like when they take it off, she's just going to bang her head. Oh, and no. She's fine. Oh, Everything's okay. Yeah, they're wonderful yeah. parents. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it'll be fine. But also just like, I'm so glad that I am not. I, I am not caring for a ch- not caring for a child is what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm also glad that I'm not a baby. To be fair, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not a baby, but um, baby, but also babies have a lot of good stuff going for them, and I do like that. I mean, like uh, the concept of babies is just like you know, you you go, you go, babies. Yeah. Um, but. But, like, babies near me that I have to have any ounce of responsibility for, um, yeah. I, I would prefer not to. Yeah. Holding babies scary. Oh, so scary. So scary. Speaking of scary, <laughs> it's scary. Um, it is. It's, it's the last scary. It is the last scary. Uh, the, last, uh, the last scary of the... Has this month... Uh, for for cursed aspects this this year has uh, has this month been particularly spooky? No, I mean I'd not say, really. I'd say like maybe one or two of our things were actually like genuinely scary. Actually, Wh- no, one of no. them was. Which one? My Undertale thing last time that was scary for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get any spooks or scares off of that one. Well, I mean it's 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 hard to get spooks or scares just from talking about something. Um. But I'm I'm so used to games closing on me. I don't know. Whatever. That's <laughs> ah, old hats. Eh, whatever. Whatever. Well, is this cursed aspects? Is the last cursed aspects? I'm um, Jupiter, and that's Amy. Thank you once again, because I totally forgot again. Um, so I'm just putting that responsibility on you to remember. Apparently, it's on to. me. Apparently, I have to remember something. That's not great. <laughs> Well, you're doing hey two two times in a row. That's great. Two times in a row. <laughs> two out of is this our thirtieth episode? Is this our thirtieth episode? Happy is thirty. True? Is that is that true? I don't believe that. I think it is. Heck, I don't want to open up any file to check. I don't want to move. I am I, on talking mode. And it's I, okay. I I I checked and. Okay. Indeed, this is our 30th episode. This is our 30th episode. I'm putting confetti here. Bam. <laughs> Not confetti, you know, the noise. The right. The party noise. Sure, the, the party noise. <laughs> the, the one that goes... <laughs> and then there's like, a chi- like some children cheering or some shit. Okay, I guess I'll add some children cheering. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that was just kind of the part of the bass sound effect, to be honest. Um, it can be. I'm Man. sure some somewhere out there. I I usually get all of my sound effects from YouTube, which is a terrible source for full yeah, sound effects. It's not great. Um, it's, it's not it's not the best location. It's not. But also, I don't I don't like spending time actually looking on the internet because I check, don't like go- check freesound.org. Yeah, but so many people just upload their shitty, like, they use their Ikea phone 
Yeah, you gotta look, wind. and you gotta you gotta mess with the noises, and you gotta layer them and make good and make good shit. Yeah, whatever. Um, this is cursed aspects. It's scary. It's not scary. This one still isn't scary for me. No, this no, this is our, not gonna be a scary one. Our final one, our our last bow, or our last breath. Um, th- this is you really uh. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm just imagining like you on a stage in like a a suit and with a top hat and and cane like presenting to a crowd <laughs> like tonight there's going to be a lot of spook and you might lose your breath and then just silence from the crowd. <laughs> and I'll say see <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you know. Have you I ever, yeah. Have I ever told you that I did a stand-up act for a talent show on a cruise ship? No. <laughs> when I was like seven or five or something. You did a lot of audacious shit when you were a child. I did. I was the most confident child in the world. All right, real quick, I'll tell this story. I was on a cruise ship. There was a talent show. I wanted to be a comedian at the time. Um, so I wrote a, a stand-up comedy. We have it on tape, uh, but it's like hard to hear. But right. I, all I remember is that part of my act was to pretend I'm reading from a piece of paper. And then I say, ah, oh, whatever. I don't need this crap. And then I bundle up the piece of paper and I threw it at my counselor. <laughs> yeah. Uh- I felt so much shame for that. Oh, um, God, that's, that's for great. That, for years. That's but great. now I'm like, yeah, whatever. That was fun. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's fantastic. What, like getting a piece of paper thrown at you for a bit? That's that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. If, um, it's a, if it's a child doing it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope she forgave me. Um, <laughs> but I last breath, because... I'm going to be talking about, okay, well, first, I'm going to give the spoiler warning right now before I even say what the thing is. Okay. Spoiler warning, if you haven't seen Corpse Bride. Ah. Spoiler warning. Um, if you don't care if you have, my thing is about the last breath that Emily takes in Corpse Bride. Nice. Have you seen this movie? I have seen this movie, and I don't... Woo! When I saw it as a child, I didn't like it. <laughs> really? Yeah, not at all. And then, when we were... When we had to stay in a hotel recently, when our uh, crawl space flooded, mm-hmm. uh, it was playing on a TV, and you know what? I got into it. I only saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of one scene, but I, I was into it. It's a really good movie. So so maybe a, gonna... maybe adult Jupiter. Adult would like Jupiter it. would enjoy it. Um I when I was a kid I had a crush on the corpse bride, Emily. That's um, valid and makes sense, and I agree with you. She's blue. And that's kinda hot. That's abadee dabada. <laughs> um so if you don't know what Corpse Bride is, go watch it, fucker. Fuck you. Wow, watch the okay. movie. Jesus, coming I'm out sorry. strong. I'm <laughs> sorry. Very, very hard. It's a good movie. It's uh, it's a it's a claymation movie. 
I think it's Tim Burton. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think it's claymation. I'm pretty sure it's puppets. It is. That's what I mean, right? You mean stop motion? Stop motion. I'm sorry. Stop motion animation. <laughs> I always like. I if anything, stop motion. I'm like, oh, it's claymation. <laughs> I mean, for uh, now, for real. Like, okay. Oh my god, this is flashing back a memory. Because like claymation was like the the thing of like when you're a kid and you're like, oh my god, you can like make animations out of clay <laughs> shit and yeah. i like i when i was a kid i like tried to make like i like we didn't have the internet when i was doing this i was just like on a um on like a digital camera or something that uh-huh. we had i just took uh, I think I genuinely maybe figured out how to do frame by frame stuff on it, or maybe I just took pictures. Uh, yeah. Uh, every frame, but either way, I mean, I don't think they were ever like watchable. Yeah, it was a shit. I don't think I. I don't know if I use specifically clay. I think I probably use like Barbie dolls or something. But I would take my dad's video camera and press the record and stop button because I didn't know how to take a picture. <laughs> So, like, I would record and stop for, like, 0.1 second and then oh, move it and know then record what? No. and stop. I think that's what I did, actually, too, now that I yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. my God. If I would I would love to dig up some of my home videos for you and show, because some of them are golden, let me tell you. Oh, my God. We'll, yeah, we'll have that, a uh, whole stream of just Amy's oh no, home videos. Oh, no. A stream? <laughs> You want to broadcast your fuck. baby self to the internet? Yeah, I was a baby. Okay. All right, That's we... okay. Um, oh, but anyways, geez. Corpse Bride is a movie where a guy accidentally proposes to a corpse. And he's like, what? Why did I get in this situation? He doesn't talk like that. Uh, it'd be no, funny he if does. he did, though. He does. <laughs> he, wow. He does. Hey, m- hey, mother. I I accidentally married a corpse bride. <laughs> I love how you automatically added the Jersey accent, even though it was not there. <laughs> With this ring, I can't. I can't do an. I can't do an old English accent. I can only do Jersey or Brooklyn. I want. I want to take you to England, and I just <laughs> want to set you, you say, free and see you what happens. I mean. You say that as if you've been to England. <laughs> no. I don't. It's whatever. England fucking whatever. Corpse Bride. He marries a corpse. And it's a really good movie. And I'm not going to talk about like the actual shit that happens in the movie because fucking watch it. Um, can you tell there's I'm a, tired? There's there's some bone. Pe- there's there's one character that the. So he goes to hell world. He goes to the dead people world and, and there's a skeleton with one eye and it rolls around with each eye and it's pretty and, cool. And um, and there's and there's there, there's a there's a I think the bartender is just a head with some bug leads coming out of it. Yeah, I hate that guy just because of that. Um there's That's there's that. some gross pretty characters. Good. And I also I'm sorry to say I really hate the dance number that they do in the bar scene. It's boring. It's, I mean, it's fun to people, but also, did you know that if you leave the DVD of Corpse Bride, the main menu playing on your TV, <laughs> and you leave it on for hours, that scene just plays over and over again? Oh, my God. 
one of so these, I hate it. One of these days, I want to talk about DVD menu loops. Okay, so the guy is named Victor, and he's supposed to marry Victoria. But as he's practicing his vows, he accidentally proposes to a tree branch, which turns out to be a dead woman's hand. And so he's married to her, and he he has an adventure. Like, um, but to- I, okay, I do want to like I just. I, I we don't we don't have to dwell on this, but I do just love that he was just being a dramatic goth bitch at in the woods and is just like, oh, I'll I'll propose to this tree because it's it's poetic and and spooky and I'm a weird boy. He he's not even that goth, honestly. He's pretty he's a pretty normie kind of guy. Um, well, considering Tim Burton a- universe. Right, it's a town full of goths. You, as far as is like that goes, like when, to be goth in that town, you have to be like really goth. Yeah, like unbelievably. Like honestly, to be goth in that town, you'd have to wear pastels. Oh um, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. But, so, uh, he towards the end of the movie, um. You know, he he sort of falls in love with um, Emily, the actual corpse, after getting along with her. But he he finds out like he's he's really, you know, she's dead. Like he he can't continue. He doesn't want to die. He has a life he wants to live, and she's dead. And you know, she needs to move on with her afterlife. <laughs> um, and she and he really does love Victoria, and he wants to have a life with her. And so at the end of the movie, um, there's like a scene at the chapel where like he's going to marry emily but then um emily's like no 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 this is wrong um i'm dead and you're alive um so instead marry victoria and victor you have two hands (laughs) well the the thing is though that if he wanted to um be with emily he would have to die um like only she she, only only by monogamous marriage Polyamory is a loophole. <laughs> there are two hands. One of the hands is dead. Um, yeah. Well, there are <laughs> there are uh, four hands. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. But like, there's some fucking chemistry between Emily and Victoria too. It could yeah, happen. It could happen. Um, but the movie ends with um, Emily, uh, you know, letting go of Victor and walking out of the chapel, looking up at the moon, smiling. And taking her last breath where she sighs out. And as she sighs out, she turns into like hundreds of blue butterflies. Um, oh, essentially, um, essentially like having her move on from the afterlife and no longer becoming like no longer being a, a ghost or a zombie or whatever she technically is. Like she's fully moving on. Um, Would you marry a hot goth dead person? Would I marry a dead person? Um, you know, like a walking around, full personality, full human, dead person. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, technicalities that I'd have to work out. Would I have to die? Uh, I'm going to say no. Are they hot? For the purposes of this, yes. Are they stinky? That's important. M- more than average. It's I don't know. I'd have to have a whole movie about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Um, So, yeah, it's 
it's my favorite scene and it's and it's one of these things that I'm bringing in that's like talking about it doesn't sound like as as good of a feeling as actually watching it but you know I don't want to like I don't want to watch have you watch the end of it right now because it's also about the build-up the whole movie right I mean like that moment is sort of like the relation of all the tension of the movie and like yeah it's not it's not like you know suspense tension but it's this like interpersonal tension yeah yeah it is because you know this whole movie you're rooting it's an interesting movie because other than the clearly clearly bad people in the movie like um the bad there's a bad guy and also the family sucks mostly um yeah but like between Victor, Victoria, and Emily, like, you're cheering for all of them, and you want all of them to be happy. You don't, like, you're not just choosing one person. And so there is tension between it, because you're like, how how do all three of these people be happily, happy? I mean, obviously, as we've established, if, if polyamory was was um, an option in this movie, then all three of them could potentially be happy. Yeah. But fucking... Rules about dying in marriage with a live person is monogamous. Um, but, like, especially with Emily, like, you want her to be happy, but she's dead. And that's a complicated situation because, you know, usually for a dead person, I mean, <laughs> I say usually as if, like, oh, I know some dead people. But, like... What, with- you don't? <laughs> I'm not as goth as you, Jupiter. I'm sorry. <laughs> Although my best friend as a little baby kid, as a toddler, well, was a ghost named Ghosty. Um, oh, of course. We have, a, I, we I have l- a picture together. That, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you've got some I'll hot I'll find ghost, it someday. You've got ghost evidence? Oh, it's a, fu- it's, the picture's amazing. Like, you know those pictures that people take and they're like a signifier of like, oh, there's a ghost in that picture. Like, uh-huh. it's... It's such a ghost. You don't see it human, but it's like such a ghost vibe right next to me. That's my friend Ghosty. Um, I, but anyway, I, I need to I need to see this picture more than anything. I I don't have it on hand. I have to dig through a I, shit ton of stuff to find I, it. I love this. Oh, I've got ghost evidence. Oh, I've got full. I've got a, me a picture with me and a ghost. Well, I can't show you, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'll find it. I'll fucking find it, but I won't find it while we're recording this podcast. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like a live dead person, living dead person, you want them to be happy. Essentially, that means that they have to move on somehow. Um, Like, and that even though that's sad, it's in the end better for them. And so, yeah. I love, I love, love, love that Emily finds happiness um, by letting go and moving on with her life. And I'm glad that she finds happiness by not getting married because um, kind of her whole life and afterlife, her thing was, oh, I need to get married. That's what I am. I am a bride. That's right. what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Um, but at the end, she she doesn't get married and she's her own person. And, you know, even though her life was was taken away from her and she didn't get to even live the way she wanted to she can move on i don't know if fucking reincarnation happens in the tim burton universe i don't know if, but are, i will I'm say sorry, are all the are, are all the tim burton movies 
connected? There's a theory that they are, actually. Um, of course there is. There's a theory <laughs> that all the Pixar movies are connected, and there's a theory that all the Disney movies are connected, and it's all fucking Kingdom Hearts, isn't it? It's all fucking Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Kids these days with their fucking keys and friendship and darkness. Uh, uh. I mean, the theory is that because there's there's Frankenweenie, Corpse Bride, and Nightmare Before Christmas, and the theory is that Victor, because they're the kid in Frankenweenie is also named Victor. There, there's a theory that Victor is the kid in the Frankenweenie, and then also wait, wait, no, um, hold on. Am I? Yeah, there's there's already plot holes to it. It yeah. doesn't make sense at all because that mo- that Frankenweenie is set in like the nineteen. 19- 40s or 50s. Right, I was gonna say, like, like what? He, he, he moved into this, um, <laughs> old English town where Apparently no- so. Alright. Um, no, but, like, the thing is, like, oh, his name's Victor here, and he has a dog, and also he's a skeleton in Nightmare Before Christmas. So the theory is that it's Victor the whole time, and also it's the same dog in all the movies. Does does he, um, does he turn, does Victor, is Victor turn into, into Jack Skellington, Jack Skellington? because yep. of the dog? Um, I don't know if it's because of the dog. <laughs> maybe, maybe Tim Burton. Now, here's a theory. I have a theory. Are you ready? No. Maybe Tim Burton only has one idea. <laughs> it's going to be a white guy. <laughs> he's going to be goth. He has a dog. Hear me out. Everybody in the lo- the room leaves and he's like, wait a minute. I have millions of dollars. And they all come back. <laughs> uh. Uh, um, so my a fun addition to my thing about my thing is that, you know, the whole butterfly thing. Right. As I was, as I was like... I was excited to talk about this and I was thinking, you know, she turns into butterflies at the end of the movie. And I'm kind of wondering, does like the butterfly even symbolize anything? And then I was like, wait a minute, bitch. At the beginning of the movie, it literally starts out with Victor drawing a butterfly. um, And then like it's like a scene of like the pencil moving on it. And then it zooms out and it shows that he's drawing a butterfly that he put in like a glass case on his windowsill and as soon as he finishes drawing it he releases the glass case and the butterfly flies away so like Mm. it's like i i found the connection like at the beginning of the movie there's a butterfly and he lets it go and it you know flies away around in the movie around the credits and stuff and then like i i just think it's cool that they do that in the beginning of the movie and at the end like she turns into butterflies and flies away like it's fucking cool i love continuity or did, I, whatever the word ca- is. Callbacks. Baby, it's a callback. It's uh, a callback. It's a callback. Because, like, I was already cool with her just turning into butterflies for no fucking reason. Because that's and just then neat. Because like, that's just neat. But no, that it's symbolism, baby. That right there? That's some symbolism. Watch Corpse Bride. It's fucking good. I've seen it probably... I've seen it so many times. It's probably my favorite, um, Tim... Nope, it's not. No, it is. Tim Burton. It's probably yeah, it's probably my favorite Tim Burton movie. It's not my favorite Leica movie, but it's my favorite right. Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I mean, that's fair cuz he wasn't really he didn't really do anything for He didn't do anything <laughs> to any of the movies. Like, he just put his name on it. I mean, yeah. Uh all of his movies. I 
Tim Burton really is the modern day goth Shakespeare. <laughs> Did Shakespeare not write the things he made? Uh, there's theories. I, I don't. I, I personally, I think that his troupe just like used his name to, for branding, uh, for like their individual works or whatever, or their um, collaborative works. Welcome anyway. to the Shakespeare Lore podcast. God, I, I, would I have never so many, listen to that. No, I would never listen to that ever, 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 ever. <laughs> don't se- don't send me your Shakespeare podcasts. Shakespeare is the most like when when the word Shakespeare is spoken, I pass out from boredom. Like Shakespeare, yeah, that's is so fair. <laughs> um, that's my thing. Is there anything else about my thing? No, she's hot. She's a bride. She died. She turned new butterfly. And what's your th- What's your thing? And and and, my, and you know what? You know what, Amy? My thing? I'm so glad yeah. you asked. So, you might recall, in an earlier episode of Enchanting Aspects, um, I, well, well, let me, let me, let me see if you recognize uh, this sound. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Okay, that sounds like a car driving by. Yeah, it sounded bad. Did did it per- perhaps sound like a siren? <sighs> no. It didn't. It, no, <laughs> it, it didn't. Did, it did not. Um, I want to talk about siren again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I is is siren the the game? I I'm try I'm I'm trying to I'm having trouble with the name. Is siren the one with the 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 uh, kind of dead people in it oh yes yeah, the shibito yeah 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 yeah. it is okay okay so, okay i remember i remember right so for those unfamiliar uh siren is a uh game that i believe was on the ps2 uh it is a horror game that is the first one is set in a japanese town and the second one is on an island that's off the coast of japan and uh, the basic idea of the first one is that about well about Siren in general is that they're games uh, about uh, dead people coming back to life in freaky horrifying ways um, and it uh, the game like the gimmick is that it takes place on like the level select is on a timeline of all of these different characters that interconnect at different times and the game plays out non-linearly. Um, and last time that, well, I've talked about Siren two times now uh, because uh, there, although, although I don't, I, I it didn't get fully featured in the Tsuchinoko episode, I don't think, but uh, I talked about Siren one uh, when, uh, to talk about a, a towel puzzle. Oh God! Yeah. About freezing a towel to to. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, then it it uh, the Suchinoko, which is a fat snake uh, of legend, uh, showed up uh, as well. Yeah. But today, today, I want to talk about Siren Two. Jumping in the air, Siren Two. Um, I want to create a monthly uh, lube service called Lubic Crate. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. I feel I'm. I feel like 15 minutes of this episode is being cut out. 
Like, <laughs> but today I want to talk about a particular character in Siren Two, uh, which the the characters. I mean, the, I haven't. There there are some like very interesting characters in uh, in Siren, uh, but. I haven't really like I don't have a strong attachment to the majority of them and uh I don't know they they're mostly just cuz you don't learn a lot about them mostly. Mhm. But one character charmed just just charmed the fuck out of me and I I couldn't not love him. And I want to talk about Soji Abe. Soji Abe. He, his outfit is uh, I wish I knew the name of this like style. It's a it's a very Japanese style. It's it's sort of like it's reminiscent of like American greasers, but it's notably different. There's different cultural shit with it. I wish I knew the name of it. It's not on this wiki page. Um, I know there is a name for it. Uh, the pictures are all. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you right now. The documentation of this video game. Is not great. Scarce. It's a little. It's a little scarce. Uh, another picture that maybe gets across his personality a little bit better. <laughs> so let me describe. So uh, Soji Abe is a uh, is a twenty four year old man. He's got like a slender build. Uh, he has like sort of slicked back hair, a leather jacket. Uh, and he just sort of looks like a rowdy punk, and he is sort of a rowdy punk. He he has he carries around a baseball bat, and at a, cer- and at a certain point in the game, you can upgrade the baseball bat to be a baseball bat with nails in it. Oh, good, fun. Uh, you'll notice that in the first picture that I sent you, it lists his job as unemployed. I mean, in this zombie economy. Uh, in the second picture, his he. he how do, how do you describe could could um he looks like he's making the face that the kid makes on the cover of home alone too yeah but without the uh without the hands on the side uh yeah could you could you uh make the noise let's let's do our best to make the noise that we think this this man is making okay can I go first yeah absolutely go first <laughs> okay i'll I'll give you one I'll give you one <laughs> okay it's it's not bad. It's not it's not. I don't think either of ours was particularly like. Uh, n- <laughs> neither of us were one hundred. Uh huh. But you know but what? Combined, combined, stacked on top of each other. Could you stack at the same time? Could you do that for me really quick? Oh, uh, okay. Thank Bam. you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy. I'm so, I'm so sorry, audience. Yeah. Uh, you can see here. Uh. I I can do I can do a full body picture for you, but not of the character model, but of the real life actor that this is based off of. Oh, okay. He's he's got like patches and stuff on his jacket. He's got like green pants with black like green baggy pants, like cargo cool pants. pants. Uh Kim Possible he, pants. Kim Possible. He does have a chain wallet, and that is very important. Yeah. In case you lose it. In case you lose it. I love this man. Now, who is Soji Abe? Soji Abe is a delinquent, but that's not entirely fair. He is a 
very caring and and loving individual um but just sort of rejected by the system that he's in and uh he lives with his uh friend and or romantic interest Ryoko uh and he i believe he was like working part time as like a dock worker or some shit now uh there's a whole bunch of spoilery shit of like how Ryukyo was actually a avatar for a a monster called Mother who was like rebelling against her creation or whatever. But all this to say that Ryukyo, sort of off screen for the majority of the game, uh, is murdered. Oh. And Soji is blamed for it. Oh. And he becomes suspect number one and has to go on the run because, uh, I mean, he's innocent. He didn't do it, but everyone thinks he does. Yeah, because he has a chain wallet. Because he has a chain wallet. And as we all know, chain wallets are the signs of uh, murderers, I guess. Now, uh, Soji meets up with his his friend Akiko, who is a psychic, and is just like, hey... I'm framed. I was framed. How how do we solve this? Use your psychic bullshit to figure out. So they end up going to Yamajima Island, which is where all the curse bullshit is happening. So basically, Soji and Akiko, but Soji especially, are I- entering this horror situation because Yamajima Island is a cursed place where that exists outside of time. It's a whole thing. But Soji, like, a lot of people going to the island are going there because they're drawn to it. Soji just happened to go there. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, immediately lose tr- loses track of, like, his goal of trying to solve the murder because, like, suddenly he's trapped in an alternate Yamajima Island dimension. It's a whole thing. Um, and I just, I just love this boy because, A, I love a rowdy boy. We all know this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Rowdy boys are the best boys. He's he's got a he's got a not dissimilar energy from the Rowdy 3 from uh from the, the really long title. Yeah, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Yeah. Uh but like he's he's a lot more mellow. But he's the only one he's like basically the only character in the game who's like not actively pursuing destruction. Like, oh, like all of the other like like one of the main characters of the game gets like easily tricked into opening the gate to hell. Uh, Another character when that happens to me, another character walks in on his younger self uh, and then gets absorbed by a demon. Oh, okay. Uh, I do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. one person uh, becomes a new avatar and loses her personality and becomes a different person. Um, oh. So, like, a lot of bad shit happens in Siren. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Soji is just, like, he's mostly just chilling and trying to, like, not die, and he has no idea what's going on and no stake in any of it. Yeah. Uh, so he starts off... Uh, he starts off the game hanging out with Akiko, 
he finds a fruit on a tree and eats it just like just a random fruit that he's never seen before mm-hmm. he just eats it um, free free food free food yeah for sure uh he then uh, he like he uh, uh, I th- he accompanies I don't know he helps some people out and he gives uh he gives another character a little birthday present because it's their birthday and he just met them but he found out that it's their birthday so he gave him a little thing he found Aww. um uh and mostly he's just sort of vibing and trying not to die and just seems to like just be trying to do the right thing and be a good person while all of this shit is happening to him. Yeah. Uh, and he like never gets involved in the main story, really. Like, <laughs> like you can talk about Soji without talking about like most of the main plot of Siren Tale. Damn. Because he's just he's just here. He's just a guy. He only has three levels in the game. Oh shit! Really? Like he is not a major character. But he is an important one. Uh, And also, and spoilers for the end of Siren 2 at this point, because, like, we're going to get into some shit. So, uh, so all of the other characters in the game, like everybody else, is eventually guided and gravitated towards this central radio tower that's in the center of the island that is poking through a hole in the clouds that uh, has a mirror reflection of the island above it. Uh, and everyone's trying to get to the top of the tower and trying to, you know, I don't know. You know, fall guys. Fall guys. Fully. Meanwhile, Soji is just lost in the mines. Uh, he uh, he finds the dog of a character who died earlier in the game. Like... Like okay, so okay, so this char- early on in this game, uh, uh, one Shumakami is I believe his name. Uh, Shumakami is the guy who gets eaten by a by a demon. Um, okay. So he brought his dog to this island because uh because he's blind and and she's her uh, she's his seeing eye dog. Um, and uh early on, uh. The dog is named Sukasa, I believe. Uh, Sukasa, early on, uh, Shu and Sukasa get separated, and I say separated because it looks like Sukasa dies, but no, don't worry, she's totally fine. Um, uh, it, if if you ever play or see Siren Two, and you're like, oh my god, they killed this dog really early, that sucks. Don't worry, she's fine. Um, Good spoiler. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Shu gets eaten by this demon and becomes a ghost. And in the mines, Shu is just like, hey, this boy seems nice. He should take care of my dog. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, from beyond the grave, Shu guides Soji over to his dog and basically, like, bestows ownership over to Soji. Aww. Uh, and then, like, that's, like, one of the last things that we see of Soji. But it's not the last thing. Now, I'm, I'm going to finally show you a cutscene from this video game that has Soji in it. Okay. Uh, this is a secret cutscene 
that you oh. that you can only get uh, if you beat all of the levels, get all of the secrets, and then do it all again in time attack mode. Oh my god! It's a it's a completely secret bullshit cutscene that most people would never get. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a very important cutscene because uh, at some point in the game, earlier in your playthrough, you will have noticed because it happens that the central tower, while people are climbing on it fully explodes and collapses. Okay. And y you might be curious, how does that happen? Well, don't worry. Siren 2 has an explanation for you. Um, so let's let's watch this. It's a minute long. <laughs> so Soji Soji went to the bathroom. Mhm. Mm he found an outhouse cuz he really needed to take a shit. Yeah. Uh -huh. He made a lot of interesting noises while going poo-poo. Uh-huh. Walked out smoked a cigarette uh took one puff of a cigarette then yeah. it was like okay i just need one puff and then right. throws it like causing like, like like basketball dunking throwing it into the toilet yeah and then he caused an explosion which caused a chain reaction that knocks over the tower that is i absolutely love that this is the unlocked cutscene yeah. after probably hours of playing this game yeah. twice yeah it's fucking wild. Uh, it's it's oh, so good. So, uh, by the way, remember that fruit that he ate earlier? Oh, if you is that why? If you check the in-game description, it says that it has it is known um uh, on the island to cause diarrhea. Oh my god! It's all connected. It's all connected. That's a callback. It's a callback. Um, moral moral of the story is have a callback. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so so like there are a, a couple of endings to the game, but it's just like the ending from different perspectives for different characters. Um, and I am happy to confirm that Soji and Sukasa are the only guaranteed survivors of this game. Oh, damn. So, like, no matter what you do, Soji will be okay. Yeah, no matter what you do, Soji will be okay. Uh, Yay! Cannot, the, Siren 2 doesn't have, like, alternate endings. It's just, this is what happened. This is the timeline of events. Mm -hmm. um, and Soji, Soji and Sukasa the dog make it through all right. Yay! Now, the way that happens is buck wild, because uh, they get... So... Completely unrelated to Soji, uh, uh, the mother monster gets defeated, and then when she gets defeated, her existence is erased from time, including all of the puppets that she sent out, including Ryoko, Soji's friend, who got murdered. So Soji, coming back into the regular dimension... Uh, is now not wanted for murder because the person that he was suspected of murdering no longer has ever existed. Wow. So he goes from, you know, being hunted for murder with no dog to not being hunted for murder with a dog. Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty fun trip to an island. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Now, how he gets back from the island, I don't know. But 
He rides his dog. Across the ocean. Yep. Okay. Anyway, I love Soji. He's a rowdy, dirty boy. Um, yeah. And he's just like, I just love that he's not a part of any of this. Like, every, like, yeah. like really, like, a bad thing happened to him at the start of the game. And, like, it's a bad experience to go through on this island. But, like, he didn't deserve anything bad to happen to him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's, like, exonerated and has a dog. Yeah, free dog. Yeah. So- so- I'll add Soji to the uh, didn't-do-anything-wrong-rowdy-boy pile. How how many are on that pile so far? Five. Who Who's there? Who, is it all the rowdy three? Yeah. God damn it. All right. Um. Yeah, I love Soji. Soji's a good boy. Soji's a good boy. Um, and that that wraps up our spooky season. It's no longer cursed aspects. It's, it's we're going back to enchanting aspects. Oh, we have to be enchanting again. Damn. Oh, we have to be enchanting. God damn it. God um, damn it. Apologies to everyone who had to listen to my shitty, terrible remix of the uh intro um <laughs> that was just it, it really grew on me i'm gonna be honest it really grew on me okay good yeah. i i hated it every time i was editing and played it i was like oh man this sucks <laughs> <laughs> next year maybe i'll make a better one i don't know almost certainly not it's gonna be left. the same <laughs> we'll see how much energy i have um but yeah thanks for listening to cursed aspects will be enchanting aspects Two weeks from now, we're going to take a week break. Ah, uh, yeah, um, that's correct. And if you want to uh, tell us something, just uh, you, may, you could go on our Twitter at EnchantingPod or email us at uh, EnchantingAspectsPod at gmail.com. Rate us on iTunes. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at PixelAmar. Adjust stuff. Hire me for a job. Jupiter. Where can people Hi, find follow you? me on Twitter at Jupiter from Hell. I, uh, I, I, I tweet some stuff. It's most. It's a lot of announcements and also takes. I guess. Hot takes. I guess takes. I don't know. I don't think about it too hard. But the main place to find me, the the the. The most reliable, the best place to find me is on twitch.tv slash Jupiter. I stream at least four times a week. I've been streaming a lot of Minecraft, but I also stream other stuff, Bloodborne, you know. Uh, I'm having a good time. Uh, yeah. Check me out. Slide. Support me over there. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for See listening. Bye-bye. Trick, no, trick yourself. Treat yourself. Bye. Bye. See, that was my car. Yeah. Have a happy, safe Halloween, everybody. Make sure to keep your heart scary and your brain scared and everything candy. Woo! That's all I got.